You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. Today's guest is Chef Irenia, founder of the Florida Bakers Club. Chef Irenia has been featured in American Cake Decorating Magazine and Pastry Arts Magazine. She graduated from culinary school in 2010 at the top of her class at the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. As a Latina entrepreneur, she understands the importance of supporting one another, especially in the event and cake community. Join me with your cafecito in hand and let's find out how she started her business and how she helps others by teaching them to level up their images and showcase their beautiful creations confidently. Hey, Irenia, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to Baking Up Boss podcast. How are you? Thank you for letting me and allowing me to be on your platform and I'm good. Again, thank you for for inviting me in and congratulations on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you today. Um, I know this is like the first time that we actually see each other, even if it's virtually face-to-face and we meet. So I'm excited to get to know you and your background and um, get to know exactly what it is that you do in your business. So why don't you start by introducing yourself and what you do? Yes, it's definitely our first time meeting face-to-face. We kind of known each other for a couple of years now, but um, face-to-face, it is our first time. But I am Chef Irenia. I am the founder of Florida Bakers Club. So I help bakers and treat makers, like everyone that's probably listening to this podcast, how to level up their photography. So I share um, tips and tricks. And sometimes I also share um, recipes and stuff. So I'm just here to kind of like, help empower you guys and get better photos out there and just build a community within the baking community. Awesome. What did you do prior to starting um, Florida Bakers Club? So prior to Florida Bakers Club, I worked in the corporate world. (laughs) So um, funny thing is like, background story, like I wanted to become a elementary school teacher back when like I decided I was gonna go to college after high school. And then I decided like, no, that wasn't my thing. (laughs) So I went to culinary school and I graduated in 2010, um, but I didn't pursue culinary right away because I was already in the corporate world. Um, And I was there for about like 15, 20 years. And then after like 15 years of working for the same company, I was laid off. Oh, wow. um, Back in like, yeah, like I think it was 2018. So that's when I decided to pursue this like full-time full-time what were you doing in the back in the corporate world i was actually a supervisor for a call center um so i just had a lot of people that i had to look after and you know just day-to-day um fun stuff (laughs) 
<laughs> so you would, but yeah, I was a supervisor. So you would say that um, getting laid off was what gave you the push to go into your business full time. It did. Um, so I was baking from home at a certain point, um, like 2016, I decided prior to 2016, I was just doing it for like family and friends. And so I decided, okay, I want to do this full time from home, Well, not necessarily full time. Let me backtrack. I want to do this as a legal business. And I started looking into the cottage food law and then realized that the city that I was in did not allow cottage food bakers. So that kind of like Where discouraged me to- um, I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is South Florida. Um, so I looked around and the county itself allows it, but certain cities don't mm-hmm. allow it. So that particular city didn't allow it. Um, the city next to me, which was Plantation, um, which literally was like the street next over, didn't allow it either. So I was trying to legalize everything. And I, you know, I was like kind of discouraged, like, okay, I really want to do this and push myself and now I took like two steps backwards. So, and that was around the same time I had started Florida Bakers Club. Um, so I kind of just decided like, I'm just gonna continue to just do it for family and friends and not pursue it like um, with, you know, outside people. Yeah. And and that's when I started Florida Bakers Club, really. So do you think that if it weren't for you getting laid off, you would probably still be in corporate America? Or was it like in your plans to quit your job at some point and pursue your business full time? Um, at that point, it wasn't in my plan then. I think like after I did get laid off, it did push me to like, okay, I really want to pursue this because this is what I love to do. Um, and then I just kind of went for it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not an easy road because, you know, when you're decide when you really have it as a mindset that you're going to do it, then you kind of prepare for it. Um, this honestly took me by surprise when I was laid off because I had been there for over 15 years and I was literally in the middle of doing, um, the holiday event for Florida Bakers Club. Like the holiday event was that Sunday And I remember vividly, I was at the Dollar Tree buying some stuff and I got a phone call from my job and it was Friday and I was on PTO. And so the HR person is like in my ear and I was like, hi. And they're like, oh, we're just calling to let you know, like you're being laid off. And I was like, what? What? I was like, I'm in the middle of the store and like, I am like so excited about this event that I'm hosting for Flower Bakers Club. And like, I just received like the worst news of my life. (laughs) That's just so terrible. Like it just kind of shows you that they really just don't care. Cause like not even after 15 years, give you the courtesy of like walking you into their office to have a face-to-face conversation, but kind of just like cowardly lay you off over the phone. It's so like unethical and unprofessional and just kind of shows you that we're so replaceable in the corporate world, you know, and that's why, like, I'm a huge advocate for women um, doing their own thing and becoming entrepreneurs. It's not the easiest road, but it brings so much satisfaction and, like, it's guaranteed that, you know, you only make it as far as how hard you work, not, like, having to rely on someone else because, like, we're so replaceable. How did you feel when that happened? I felt horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I felt horrible. Um, I literally was like, I couldn't believe it. And I was actually 
happy that they did it over the phone because at that time I was traveling um, to work. I was would travel like Monday all the way down to Clearwater from Fort Lauderdale, which is like a four hour drive. And I would stay for like the whole week and then go back home because I was in the transition of like we wanted to move. So I was happy that they did it that way, because if not, I would have drove up there, went into the office for them to like tell me that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was devastating. But, you know, when one door closes, the other one opens. That's you know, true. So. That is so true. So let's go back a little bit further. Um, how did you grow up and what influences did you have growing up that made it possible for you to believe in yourself to start your own business? So I grew up in a um, single family home. Like my mom was a single mom with four four girls. And so, you know, we saw her working hard. Like everything she did was to make sure that we had everything that we needed. Um, she would work two jobs. And, you know, that in itself, like when you look back at it now, you see like how your parents were and you see like all the resilience and everything, the hard work that they did. So she like kind of showed us that throughout the time, right? Growing up. Um, my mom has always been like a, um, like she likes to do things like crafting and baking and stuff like that. So when I was a teenager, she started baking. She had baked prior, like way before when she was younger, but it kind of decided to pursue it at that point. And I've always loved sweets. <laughs> so I decided like, I want to try baking too, you know? And she kind of influenced me in that way. Um, to go for it. And then, I don't know, when fondant cake started coming around, I went to like a Michael store and I took a little class. Yeah, me and... too. That's how I got started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think... With the Wilton classes. I think a lot of us, yeah, I think a lot of us got like started with Michael's, yeah. you know? Um, so she would always take us like to Michael's to do like little craft stuff. And, um, and, I, and so I pursued it that way. And then I decided I was going to go to culinary school. And I went to culinary school and I graduated and here I am now. And was your family but, always supportive of you kind of going on your own? Yes. Um, my mom has always been like, whatever we want to do, she's always there for us, pushing us through and helping whenever needed. Um, since my mom likes to bake herself, like she'll come over and like help me with an order if I have something that needs to get out the door or something that's big, like she wants to learn too, you know, so it creates like that bonding, you know, yeah. between um, mom and daughter. And also my husband, my husband has always been very supportive. Like no matter what idea I have or what I say to him, he's always like, yes, let's do it. Like you can do it. And I'm, I'm very happy that um, my family has always been behind everything that I've wanted to do because I've heard of others um, that maybe their spouse or their parents or, you know, like they bring them down mm -hmm. and then you start doubting yourself. Like it is already as it is when people are behind you, you kind of start doubting yourself. But to have someone else like behind you, like kind of like telling you you're not good enough or you can't do it. I can't just I can't imagine how. Yeah, you know, like I feel like you're so lucky and I am very lucky in that aspect also because my family has always been even if they don't understand my vision. They've been supportive and they know that if I'm going to pursue something, I'm going to be successful at it just because I've always had the go-getter personality. Um, but again, not everybody, like you said, not everybody has that support system 
especially when it's something that's never been done before. So like in my family, no one has ever built a business before. And now I'm going on to my third business endeavor. So they're like, how are you doing this? Where did that come from? And I'm pretty sure that your family is probably feeling the same way. Um, does anybody in your family have a business background? No, um, no one in my family has a business background. Um, you know, my mom has always been like a hustler. So, you know, if something like, Back then, you know, there was a lot of like, oh, let's sell something from our home and kind of go door to door and sell to people. So she would kind of get into those kind of things sometimes to, um, you know, help bring an income to the house. Um, but nothing like starting an actual business on her own and kind of, you know, going through with it. So a lot of the stuff I've I've learned on my own okay. and taken classes and kind of just, you know, expand my knowledge on stuff. But yeah. So how did you get into the cake photography? And I have to say, I watch your videos all the time and you make it sound and look so easy. And I'm here like complicating my life, getting the right lighting, <laughs> buying all the things. But really, you don't need all that equipment. So how did you get into the cake photography? Well, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, so cake photography. Um, I've always loved photography, actually. Um, I remember my first photography class I ever took was in high school. So you know how in high school you could take like electives and stuff like yeah. that? Um, and, you know, back then was like film photography, which is like super exciting. You like develop your own photos and all that right, stuff. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, that's kind of like where my love for photography started when I was in high school. And back then, you know, we didn't have phones. We had like beepers and stuff <laughs> like that. Right. But, you know, we will take our camera to school and we will like take pictures with our friends and then, you know, take it to Walgreens, develop and all that. <laughs> stuff. But um, I have some foundation knowledge from when I was, you know, there and learned some stuff from there. Um, but, you know, honestly, like, after learning marketing um, within business, when I first started to learn a lot of like how to run your business and all that, I realized that in the baking community, we lack um, good photography. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to put two and two together. Like I already have background knowledge on photography. I mean, my pictures weren't that good when I first started, you know, because I didn't know that in order to market and get the ideal client or make a sale, you have to have a nice picture. Mm -hmm. You can't just put your cake on top of the table and just snap a picture in the kitchen or in a dark background. Cause that's what I was doing at the beginning too. Um, and then, like I said, I decided, okay, let me put two and two together and start sharing. And I started sharing my knowledge. I asked my audience, like, do you guys want to learn about photography? And everybody's like, yes, like I struggle with lighting. I struggle with props. I struggle with this. And so little by little, I started to put a course together and then I put it out there. That's so amazing. And I feel like there really isn't a lot of people out there, especially for the Hispanic community that can actually teach you how to take good cake photos. Um, and I definitely feel what you feel every single time that I see a photo of a beautiful cake and it's just sitting on someone's stove. And then you see the mess that, you know, around it of all the tools that they use, the piping bags in one corner, the knives. I'm just like, it's so cringy. And I'm like, you guys, it's, <laughs> You're not showcasing the hours and hours that you just invested in this beautiful masterpiece. Like 
all I'm going to see as your follower is the mess that you have around. I'm not even focusing on the beautiful cake that you just created. You know, so I feel like cake photography is so, so important. And I'm so appreciative that I, there's actually someone that I can follow for tips because that's something that I, to this day, still struggle with. I don't have the best lighting. I don't have... Um, in like uh, outside light, which I know is the best kind of light for, for photos. But I know that you have other tips. Do you use like a professional camera or is it possible to take those photos with like your phone? So I do use a professional camera every once in a while, but 90% of the time I'm using my phone. Um, so it is possible with your phone. Um, phones nowadays have like ridiculous re resolution on, on cameras. Um, they were actually in the news today. They were talking about how people are kind of going back to using like a regular camera because I don't know, they want like that retro look. Oh, wow. But, um, <laughs> cell phones have very good cameras. Um, as we already know, every couple of months they're coming out with new technology, but yeah, I do take my pictures with photos and I teach how to get good pictures with photos. Awesome. I mean, with your phone. Sorry. So are there like any <laughs> tips that you can give our listeners? Yes. So I have three tips that I'm going to be sharing with you guys today. And the number one overlooked tip, which I just did it too with my laptop before we started recording, is to actually use a um, microfiber cloth, like the ones that you use to clean your glasses okay. and clean your lens because like your cell phones, you have them in your pocket all the time. And if you don't clean your camera lens, you end up better with a blurry photo. Yes. So sometimes your fingers get on it. It's or buttercream like, on it. <laughs> in my case. Yeah, or buttercream. <laughs> or if you're going to like, or sometimes people do clean the camera in the back, but then when they're going to take a selfie, they forget to clean the one in the front because right. that's really the one that's always like in your ear. So that's like the number one overlooked. I know at some point you're like, why is that photo blurry? And I just took a picture 10 minutes ago and it wasn't blurry. And it's because of that, because we're literally always touching, you know, our phones. And like I said, right before us recording this, I made sure I cleaned my <laughs> camera lens on my laptop to make sure that it's nice and crisp. Right. So that's my number one tip. Um, the second tip is lighting. Um, I know a lot of us struggle with lighting, but, you know, doing it in the kitchen or somewhere dark and having your overhead light in the kitchen or wherever it's not enough lighting. You literally have to go by like a window or a door, or even if you just open up your back door, your front door, and kind of just set up in that area and let that natural light come in, it's the best thing you can do. Um, and then with that being said, do not use flash because I know we think like using flash is going to give us, you know, nice lighting and make the picture bright. But what it usually does is it gives us very harsh shadows so you'll have like this cast of light just on one side of your photo and it just, it, it's not very attractive. Like flash is good if you know how to use it. But like I said, normally you think like, let me turn on my flash. This is going to be perfect. And it's not, it kind of just gives you like a blah image. So what do you recommend? Like, for instance, that we have to set up like a wedding cake and we have to do the setup at a venue and we didn't get an opportunity to take a photo in the perfect lighting in our homes before we make the deliveries. What do you suggest so that we can get the best picture possible at a venue that usually is like dark and ready for a party? 
Yeah, so that one is a little bit difficult because, um, like you said, if you go into a venue and they already have like low lighting because, you know, they're trying to have like this nice romantic kind of like setting, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a little bit difficult. Some places will set up like a cake table by like a window, especially if it's like during the day, and those could be really nice. Um, but I suggest maybe at that point just to do like a video. Um, especially since video, it's like very big right now, kind of like either do a reel of you setting up or just, you know, take your phone and kind of just like show the venue and go around and then get like a close up of your cake. Um, in my photography course, I show how to use um, a specific tool that I use to take photos with my phone. And that helps you, some of it helps you to brighten up the image and kind of get better lighting. But if you're inside a venue and there's not enough lighting, even with that, sometimes can be a little difficult. So I suggest just kind of like having an area set up in your home and um, try to get that picture before you leave. Mm -hmm. um, but if not, maybe just do like a video at the venue. Okay, awesome. These are so amazing. I'm definitely going to be using some of these tips, especially the outdoor lighting one. I know it's, the one, it's one that I struggle with the most, especially because... Like I produce so many cakes in a weekly basis. I just, I feel like, let me just do a white background and take the picture right away. And then like out to deliver, because it really does take a lot of time to place your cakes in a nice background, perfect lighting. And then when you have like 10 cakes a week, you have to repeat that same process over and over again. But at the end, I feel like it's so worth it because your photos is really your representation. It's really like your, um, the face of your business because that's what your clients are going to go based on. So I want to ask you, how do you balance um, being a entrepreneur and being a mom and being a wife? It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Um, when you do have like everything organized and you have a to-do list, it is a lot easier um, it's not always that you have time to, to make a to-do list and, you know, kind of go through everything you have to go through, but, you know, there's good days, there's bad days, there's days that you're frustrated. Um, you know, you, some days you're going to do more of what you need to do for your business. And maybe that means that you may not be able to spend as much time with your kid that day or not do the activities that they want. There's other days where you'll just say, okay, I'm going to focus just on my family, you know, so it, it it can be hard. I know I listened to one of your podcasts and you were talking about like making sure you have a to-do list and all that. And those tips you shared are pretty good, um, but it, it can be challenging sometimes even when you do have a to-do list. Yeah. Because, you know, you can have something written down and then that day your child is sick, you know, and then now you just have to like kind of stop and do what you have to do and then move on from there. Exactly. I feel like though, even though life does happen and we do get those like curveballs thrown at us all the time, as long as you keep yourself as organized as possible and you don't procrastinate, then when those things do happen, at least you're still technically on track and you're not so far behind. Because like I was, I was saying actually that podcast, for instance, if I do my baking on Mondays, but then that week I decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to do my baking on Tuesday. But then come Tuesday and my kid is sick and I have to run, take him to the doctor. Then I'm like, well, now I have to wait until Wednesday to do my baking when I should have done that on Monday. So now I'm two days behind, right. you know? So I feel like organization is definitely important, even though we do get those 
curve, um, curveballs thrown at us all the time. So do you have any yeah. um, upcoming classes or do you have an online course that can be purchased? So, yeah, I do have an online course. Um, it's not out again. I open and close it throughout the year. So it will be coming up soon. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, I do have a free guide that goes over, you know, how to buy props um, in order to, you know, uplevel your photography. It goes over where to purchase them, how to purchase them, you know. Um, it's a, it's a pretty good intensive guide. It goes step-by-step. Step. It's called the perfection of props. And that can be found at floridabakersclub.com backslash props. So you can go there and download it and you can also join the wait list for the course, but yeah. Awesome. Any idea when the course is going to be released? Or is that like a it's surprise? Gonna be <laughs> it's going to be releasing soon. I don't want to put like a a date out right now because, um, you know, I, I don't like to like give a date and then people are waiting and then it doesn't happen. Um, but it is coming out soon again. I did it last year, so it's going to open up again this year. I'm just kind of like fine tuning little things here and there, you know, to add and, you know, kind of make sure that everything is up to date, but if they go and, um, sign up for the wait list, you can go on my website and sign up for the wait list there at floridabakersclub.com. Or if you just download the guide, then you'll automatically be on our newsletter. Okay, awesome. And what has been your biggest accomplishment so far in your business? Um, my biggest accomplishment, let's see. I would say probably like putting myself out there, like putting myself on video. Um, I'm a very shy person and it really took me a very long time to actually feel comfortable being behind the camera. So like right now, like what we're having, I would have been freaking out like <laughs> a year ago. Yeah. You know, I would have been like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like my heart will be like, you know, shaky and, and all that. So, and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then like, I know there's a lot of us out there that are afraid to put ourselves out mm -hmm. there, to put ourselves on video, to show ourselves. Um, a lot of times people say like, oh, I don't like the way I sound. And I know I was that person. But honestly, if you just don't get up and do it, <laughs> you're just going to sit there and wish that you could like you want to do it. And you just the months go by, the weeks go by and you're still on the same boat. So I think it was um, last year was 2022. So, uh, so 2021 at the beginning of 2021, I decided, you know, I'm just going to do it. And I just challenged myself and I will go on my Instagram stories and I decided I'm going to challenge myself for 30 days. And the first video I did, I was kind of like, blah, blah, like very monotone. <laughs> <laughs> but once you kind of like just get going, you just get comfortable with yourself. So I think that's that's a very big accomplishment for me because like I said, I still even know people that when I decided I was going to do it, I said, who's going to join me on this challenge? And people said, oh, I'm going to join you because, you know, that happens to me too. I'm scared. And still to this day, they're still scared to do it. But you just got to yeah, do it. Yeah, I feel like making that first step to actually put yourself in front of the camera is always the hardest. But then once you're in it, you're like, oh, why was I so scared? Like it comes naturally. That happened to me too in the beginning. A lot of people would tell me, you have to start doing videos because your business is going to grow like that. And I'm like, no, 
I I have an accent when I talk. Like it's like I'm not Puerto Rican enough, but I'm not American enough. And I just felt always like, you know, I was, you know, overweight and I didn't I just didn't feel good with myself and putting myself in front of the camera. Um, but then I was like, you know what, let me just try it. Let me just get what what is the worst that could happen? That I just don't like it or that my audience is not receptive and then I know I'm never going to do it again. But the total opposite happened. And so I feel like now it just comes natural. And I'm like, okay, I have to bring it down. Like I cannot share my entire life. Because <laughs> it could get really out of hand if you continue, you know. But I feel like my business really has grown since I put myself um, behind the camera. So I would advise our listeners that if that is something that you're thinking about, that you're scared, don't let that hold you back from actually being able to achieve your full potential of greatness. Because nowadays, with the way that technology is, it is so important for your clients to see who it is that they are interacting with. Like they want to see your behind the scenes, who you are, what your smile looks like. Like they want to connect with you in a more personal level. Like you're not going to tell them, you know, like, your intimate details, obviously, but just kind of like let them see a glimpse of who you are and like what you do in your daily life. And that will actually connect with your audience. That will help your business no. grow immensely. That is so true. Like people do want to get to know you and know that, you know, you are the same as them, you know, relate to you. You have kids, you don't have kids. Like, and it actually builds trust and makes them want to purchase from somebody they trust. So. Exactly. So do you have any final words or any advice for our listeners? Um, I would say whatever doubts you have in your mind, <laughs> don't ponder too much on them. You know, just go for it. Um, the, the more you think about it, the harder it's going to be to like do it. <laughs> you just have to wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm just going to do it right now. Because if you say, I'm going to do it in two days, like those two days, you're going to like just overthink and overthink and not just get anything done. So your mind is very powerful. So whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. And everybody has obstacles. So it's not going to be like easy going. It doesn't mean because you decided I'm going to do it today, that it's going to be easy peasy and it's, you're just going to do it. Like you're going to stumble through things. You're going to go through roadblocks, but you just have to continue, continue to go and continue to grow and, and get to that point that you want to get to. Because if you don't start, it's just going to be an idea for a long time. For a long time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really loved chatting with you, getting to know you and what you do for your business. I'm going to be linking all your social medias and your website so that our listeners can connect with you. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much for inspiring us all to be better and to do better in our business. Thank you for inviting me. It was super fun to get to know you as well. Um, thank you for having this podcast for us Latinas because it is hard, you know, like there is not much out there and I try to make sure that I encourage as much as I can because coming from, you know, the type of background that we have, you know, it's hard. Um, you don't have anybody to tell you how to do these things. Um, and just seeing that there's someone else like us out there doing it just gives you that little extra push to want to do it too. So thank you again for having me. It was a pleasure. It was my pleasure too.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite.